Hey guys, welcome to the Driven Not Given podcast. And today we're going to talk about 10 steps to turning boys into men. Let's get into it. All right, guys, so we're going to get this podcast started. I have two young boys, two sons. They are uh, so beautiful, so awesome. I am so incredibly blessed. And one of the things that I take a lot of pride in is the way that I'm raising my boys, right? Helping these boys become the best version of themselves and helping these boys become strong boys that eventually will be strong men. One of the best compliments I tell people I could ever get is being a great father. And uh, I have had the privilege of gotten, of you know getting that compliment a lot of times. And I figured, hey, why not do an episode? And this is going to be the first of many, by the way, because there's so many things that... My oldest boy, Mac, the great Maximus, is nine years old. My youngest is about to be two years old, the great Alexander the Great. So you got the great Maximus and Alexander the Great. I speak greatness into them. And that's going to be one of the tips that I'm giving you here today is, but I'm not going to get into that yet. So we're going to jump right into it. So there's so much to cover. I'm going to cover 10, but there's probably going to be like 50. So there's going to be a series of five series on this that I'm going to share my experience with you. And then you guys could choose to do what you want. And if I miss any of them here, feel free to put some of the, in the comments, what some of your suggestions are. So the first example, and I've gotten written down here, is that you want to be a great example for your boys. You want to be that father that they will copy because people will do what you do, not what you say. This is just a leadership quality in general, right? I I have a big sales organization. I've been in the leadership space for a long time. And The same way that your kids look at you, so does your team or your employees look at you and people will do what you do, not what you say. So as a man, guess what? Treat your wife or your spouse with respect. Treat yourself with respect. Demand respect. Get in shape. Work out. Work hard. Do what, for me, it's do what's necessary to do so I could have the privilege and the ability to spend more quality time with my kids. But if I want my kids to warrior up and and train hard, for example, to focus, I got to focus. I've got to train hard. So I'm a lifelong martial artist. And till this day, I train three to five days per week, my martial arts training. My son, Maximus, does jujitsu. And I tell him, son, you want to train to the point where you are the best in the world on your worst day. That is not going to happen by not focusing. That is not going to happen by not trying hard. So, for example, they'll do like, let's say, duck walks and in the gym, or they'll do um, bear crawls or whatever, they, or sprints. And before, most kids, before they get to, let's say this is the beginning of the mat, this is the end of the mat, before they get to the end of the mat, they stop, meaning they cut corners. I tell my son, you don't cut corners. doesn't matter if other people uh, 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 finish before you because they're quote-unquote cheating, You go all the way. You want to be that kid that goes all the way. And I teach them in my workouts because we work out together. I go all the way, even if it's tough. I tell them you could walk, you could crawl, you could run, but don't stop, right? So in in other words, you've got to be that example. And one of the best examples is don't be out of shape as a father. Be in great shape. Watch what you eat because your kids are going to eat what you eat. If they see you eating junk food all the time, guess what they're going to do? They're going to want to eat junk food all the time. But if you're eating quality foods and you're having discipline there, you're going to portray that discipline on them. So the first one is you want to make sure that you are a good example. Rather, you want to be a great example. So let's go on to the next one. Number two is that you want to be engaged 
and you want to be present. You want to be there when you're there, right? Sometimes I work out of home and I'm working from home and I personally let my kids know I'm working right now. I will be available after this time or after this much time, after two hours, three hours, whatever the case may be. And when I'm, when that time comes, I am present with them. I have the privilege and I'm blessed to be able to take my son to jujitsu just about every day. And when I'm there, it is less than 5% of the time am I making phone calls or sending emails from my phone. I am watching him. Matter of fact, I'm the dad that's always recording every move because as I record the moves, I see where he's lacking, where he needs help. We rewatch the videos together. I even upload them to YouTube on an unlisted link so we can watch them on TV, right? And I pause and say, you see this mistake that you made here? Here's how we fix it, right? Now, I understand that not everybody has the ability to, the ability to do that. I get it. I'm just giving you examples. Maybe for you, it'll be a little bit different. But one of the big things is I see a lot of times one thing I notice, I'm 40 years old, I've noticed and I've observed for many, many years. I've observed many things, but one of the things, especially in the last 10 years, is parenting. Ever since I knew I was going to become a father. But even early on in, you know, in life, I noticed that a lot of parents were not present, especially now. Especially in the, in the age of cell phones and tablets. Not only are parents not present, right? But they are distracted by a little scream that owns their life, and they can't not get off the screen. Their child can be doing the playing soccer, doing karate, boxing, jiu-jitsu, whatever the case, or maybe doing something great, and they don't catch those moments because they're on their screen. To me, one of the biggest things is to absolutely be present with your children. Dedicate the time that you say that you're going to dedicate to them and dedicate to them. One thing I knew that I did not want, I did not want to be to the point where my kids are teenagers and they're no longer kids anymore and regret not investing a lot of time with them. I just saw a reel on Instagram the other day that says, spend more time with your kids. Sure, you might not take some appointments. Sure, you might not make some money. You might lose some money, some uh, uh, some opportunities here and there, but spend more time to, with your kids. Trust me, you will not regret it. I don't regret it. And for a, a little side tip, I'll give those of you guys that don't have kids and you want to have kids, pay the price right now. It'll be easier because you don't have kids, because you don't have as many responsibilities, as many bills. That was one of the things that I saw in my 20s. I said, I'm going to pay the price. I'm going to become successful because when I do have kids, I'm going to be my son's hero. I knew I was always going to have a son. I knew his name would be Maximus. I, for some reason, I just knew my first child would be a son. And I knew I was going to name him Maximus. And I said, I'm going to be my son's hero. And I knew that I wanted to be present because my father wasn't present for me at all. Now, we're talking about be, being present even when the father's in the household. What about when the father's not in the household? That's even worse, right? And if you look at the studies, kids that are raised without a father figure are the ones that get in more trouble. They have more depression. They have It's just bad all around. So, men, man up. Be a father. Be present to your children would be my advice. Number three, teach them how to have a firm handshake and eye contact early on. How to introduce themselves. I teach my son Maximus and I tr- practice with him. I say, shake my hand. And now every time he shakes people's hand, it's firm. People compliment his handshake. And I say, son, here's what you want to do. Want to look at them, shake their hand firmly, look at them in the eyes and tell them, hi, my name is Maximus. Nice to meet you. Hi, my name is Maximus. Nice to meet you. They will tell you their name. If they don't tell you their name, ask them, what is your name? Hi, my name is Maximus. What is your name? And always firm handshake. And look at them in the eyes. 
This is very important to, to teach kids early on, right? I started teaching my son, who's nine years old now, I started teaching him this at about five, right? Very important. And, and it took him a while to get it. He wouldn't make eye contact, right? His, hand, his handshake wasn't firm. But as they get older, they start to understand. But you're teaching them these things. And I have conversations with them. And I, I don't just tell them what to do. I tell them why they should do what they're doing. So one small tip that I would give you is teach them how to have a firm handshake and look people in the eyes and practice with you. Practice with their mom. Another thing I teach them is you want to open doors and pull out chairs, especially for your mommy, right? We still call mom, mommy, right? We refer to each other as mommy and daddy in the house, right? So for mommy, you want to open the door for her. You want to pull out the chair for her. If we're walking outside and we see a little a little rose or a little flower, pick that flower out and give it to mommy. I want to teach my son right now how to treat his future wife. He already talks about one day he's going to be married, he's going to have kids. He says, maybe, daddy, one day when I'm married and I have kids, then you're going to be playing with, with, with my kids the way that you play with me and Alexander, huh? And I say, I sure am, son, right? So anyways, that's tip number three. Number four, you want to teach kids to do things for themselves. One of the things I tell my my, my my sons, especially the nine-year-old, because the other one is almost two, so he, he doesn't understand, right? But I'm going to teach him the same thing. Don't let other people do things for you that you could do for yourself, son. Don't let other people do things for you that you could do for yourself. Maybe it's opening up a yogurt. Maybe it's opening up his, his um, you know, bottle of orange juice. Instead of asking mommy or daddy to open it for you, have you tried to open it yourself? Oh, you, you can't open it? Try it like this. And instead of me doing it for him, I say, try it like this, grab it like this, turn it this way. Just little examples that I give you. Then he realizes, oh, I got it. And, and you see, I, I notice this moment of being proud. And I say, son, you're destined for greatness. These little things are nothing for you. Don't get used to asking for help for things. At least in the beginning, try to do it yourself. Don't let other people do something for you that you could do for yourself. You are a champion, son. You are a champion you could do this yourself. Now, there's some things that you can do. It's okay to get help, but not before you try to do it yourself. So that's a quick tip that I'll give you. Number five, speak greatness into them. Let them know, both of my boys, the day that they were born, like a minute after they came out of the womb, I said to my boys, you are destined for greatness, son. You are good. Why are you such a champion? Shout out to my buddy, Tim Hurt. I remember when before I had kids, I was in my 20s, I was in his house, he was hanging out with his kids. We had a leadership meeting at his house, and his kids were there, and I remember him saying these words to, to one of his sons. He asked him, why are you such a champion? Right? He's, he's like proud of something he did. I remember the details. Maybe it was something to do with football. His kids do football. And he asked him, why are you such a champion? And his son, you know, answered. Now I ask my son that. Why are you such a champion, son? And my son's answer is always because I am. You know, he just like, but, but in a humble way, right? But... Speak greatness into your kids. Let them know that they're destined for greatness. And lead by example. Show them why. And when you help them develop their self-confidence by help, having them do things for themselves. Too many parents I see, they baby their kids way too long. Especially boys. Don't baby them too long. Make them independent. Show them how to do things themselves. As we mentioned earlier. Show them not to have other people do things for them that they could do for themselves and speak greatness into them. Number six, communicate with them firm but fair. When you notice boys that are raised not around men with no male figures, they get easily insulted. 
Not only do they get easily insulted, they easily cry. They're, they're very fragile. If they're only around feminine energy, they're not going to learn how to be assertive. They're not going to learn how to be confident, right? And they're, they're not going to know how to communicate in that manner. I, I, I speak to my sons with a lot of love. But when we train together, it's firm. I'm your father right now, but I'm also your trainer right now. Or even not when we're training. Even when it's things like if they make a mistake. I never spank my boy. I put him in, in timeouts a few times. Right? He's the best boy in the world. I tell him that too. Right? But there are times where I speak to him firm. And sometimes, in the beginning especially, he didn't know how to take it. Whoa, this is new. But life is not easy. And I let my son know that. Life is not easy. Again, I keep mentioning my son because the other one's a baby still, right? He's not going to understand these conversations. But I let him know life is not going to be easy. And the harder you are on yourself, the easier life will be. The easier you are on yourself, however, the harder life will be. You got to be hard on yourself. And in training, that this is another thing that martial arts does, right? Martial arts helps you be, get into these uncomfortable situations. So I have these conversations with him. And when he makes a mistake, I speak to him firm, but fair. When he makes a mistake, hey, 10 push-ups or time out or whatever the case may be, right? Which is rare. But I say, son, I need to be fair with you. And you need to understand that when you make a mistake or you don't focus or we tell you to do something multiple times and you don't do it, there's going to be consequences that need to be paid. And here's the deal. Here's one thing I learned from a mentor. My shout out to Jay Nolan. He said to me, before I had kids, he says, do you notice, Jay, before he and I had kids, he says to me, JC, do you notice that the most unhappy kids that are always throwing tantrums are undisciplined kids? When you've got a parent that doesn't teach discipline, that doesn't discipline their kids, those kids are the ones that are always angry and always throwing tantrums. Just yesterday, we were at uh, wrestling practice. And you got this, you, you know, it's a bunch of kids his age, between like seven and 10 years old. My son is nine, right? This kid, he was seven or eight years old. He was a little bit bigger than, than Maximus. Uh, but, but, you know, he was uh, around the same age. And he was complaining because he got hurt. And he was saying, oh, that's a bad training partner. And the coach was saying, no, that's, she's not a bad training partner because he got hurt, right? And you get hurt training sometimes. No, she's a bad training partner. He says, no, she's a good training partner. Stop saying that, right? He says, I don't want to train with her ever again. And Maximus kind of looked at him and kind of looked at me wondering, why is this kid acting like that? So when we get in the car, he says to me, you know, that kid, he, he, he was crying a lot. huh? He was kind of a crybaby. I said, yeah, he was, son. He says, it was weird. He was acting like a baby. I said, yeah, he was acting like a baby. And that is a lack of discipline. Notice, maybe you have kids, uh, you know, hopefully not, 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 not your kids, right? But maybe you have You'd see kids or you see maybe nieces or nephews or, or just kids in the supermarket or whatever the case may be, right? At the grocery store that are always throwing a fit. Guess what? There's no discipline in the household. And that creates some of the most unhappy kids. But disciplined kids are the most happy kids. That's a realization that I came to. Number seven, highly, highly recommend. This probably should have been in the top two is put them into martial arts, right? Martial arts, or if not martial arts, I am more of a fan of individual sports. Because in an individual sport, it is up to you why you won or why you lost. You can't blame it on the team. You can't use your team as a crutch. And not only that, the confidence that the child has that 
what I won, whether it was a bronze medal or the silver medal or the gold medal, I did that. It was because of me. Granted, your training partners and your coaches and whatnot, but at the end of the day, when you're competing, your, your teammates or your coaches can't win it for you. It's you that wins it for you. But martial arts creates discipline. It creates self-confidence. It creates, it's a social environment where they get to be social with other kids, right? There's so many benefits. I've experienced a lot of success in my life in many areas of my life. And one of the things that I attribute that to is the fact that martial arts helped me achieve all of those things, right? It's a big factor. It's a big driving factor. Why I achieve those things is because of martial arts. So one of the tips I would give is martial arts. And make sure that when you're doing that, you find a good school. Don't find a McDojo. By the way, it's very important that you understand there's a McDojo. So you guys may not know what a McDojo is. Martial artists know what a McDojo is. Here's what a McDojo is. A McDojo is a martial arts school that doesn't teach good martial arts. The, the, the trainers, the teachers are not very good and they don't really teach real self-defense. And one of the signs of a, of a McDojo gym is when they don't make the kids spar amongst each other. They just teach them... Uh, uh, techniques, they never really practice them on each other and they just promote belt ranks because that gets kids excited, that gets parents excited, kids don't get hurt. So they generally, a lot of times, tend to have more students. But why do they have more students? Because nobody's getting hurt because they're not really practicing what they're preaching. So they're not real martial artists. I remember being a kid, I used to see kids that were 10 years old with a black belt in karate. That is, a, that is an absolute joke. Even a 14-year-old, 15-year-old with a black belt is, is a joke. Doesn't take that, you know, it, it takes a lot longer than that to become a black belt. But, you know, nevertheless, that is something that happens. At 14 is more acceptable, but around 10, it's a little bit weird. So anyways, martial arts would be the next step that I would give you. Show them that you're proud of them and tell them that you're proud of them. Let them know when they, when they do things. That's why, for, for example, when they do martial arts, when my son does martial arts, he's putting himself in tough situations, right? And most people, and here's what I tell my son. Most people, what you went through today at training, most people go their entire life and never put themselves in uncomfortable situations like that. Never. That is why most people are soft. Most people can't handle rejection. Most people can't handle adversity because they're not used to being put through adversity. So you at a young age, you've been going through this adversity of training because it's not easy. It's hard. I teach them sometimes you're the hammer, sometimes you're the nail, Right? Sometimes you're the hammer smashing others. Sometimes you're the one that's getting smashed. It's just, it's just what it is, right? But it's important to acknowledge them for the things they do. So very often I say to my son, hey, great job today, son. You train like a champion. Hey, son, I, I really enjoy watching you train today, right? You got to let them know of some of these things that you are proud of and put them in situations that is going to make them earn you being proud of them. Keep in mind, this is going to be a lot more than just this episode, but this is a, the, the ones that I'm squeezing in here. How to deal with bullies. This is also one of the things that, th this is one that's extremely important. Martial arts also helps them out, as you can imagine, pretty obvious, helps them out with dealing with bullies, but also in the communication, right? Which is a big thing. Teaching communication is one of the best skills that you could teach any human being, is teaching communication. But I let my son know ahead of time. My son has curly long hair right? Beautiful hair. He looks like Tarzan, right? I tell him, by the time you get to high school, man, forget about it. You're going to be the, you know, in, in the best shape, handsome young man with long hair that's in jujitsu, that knows how to kickbox. Forget about it. Mommy's not looking forward to those days with all of the girls that are going to be after my boy, right? But anyways, 
I digress. So I say to him, you're going to get bullies. You're going to get people that may make fun of your hair, son, because you're different. See, how many Ferraris do you see out there? How many Lamborghinis do you see out there? Not a lot because they're different. They're unique. A lot, of, a lot of boys don't have hair like you do. You have curly hair. When you go compete, we get you braids and whatnot, and you have a unique look, right? They may make fun of you like that. You are in a Christian school. You believe in no cussing. Like, he does not tolerate cussing. He never once has said a cuss word. Not once. And he shouldn't. He's nine years old, right? But the point is this. People will make fun of you because you are Christian. There's going to be people that say, God doesn't exist. Jesus isn't real. Which, I'm not going to get into that, right? Jesus' real name, Yahusha, but that's another subject. They're gonna, you're going to get people that bully you, so how do you deal with them? So I let them know, hey, you got to be firm. Your communication has to be firm. If you got somebody that's trying to be disrespectful, you've got to be firm and let them know, hey, leave me alone. I don't want no problems. If they keep pushing and keep your distance, by the way, this isn't for adults as well. You got to know, and martial arts teaches you distance management. Most people, when it comes to defending themselves, they don't even understand the basics of distance management. So with a bully, hey, distance manager, hey, leave me alone, I don't want no problems. If they keep pressing, you got to be firm once again, and I get them to role play this, hey, leave me alone, I don't want no problems, man. This time you're pointing at them, but you're always at the distance. If they continue to push forward, that's when you have to defend yourself after you warn them two times that you don't want any problems. That's where you could defend yourself with your hands your, your, or, or your, 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 your punches or your kicks, or you could take them down and subdue them because you know jujitsu. But you got to be firm, and most bullies... Guess what? They're putting a facade. You know, in the, in the Rocky movie, Rocky V, Tommy Gunn tells Rocky that his dad taught him that uh, think of a bully like a balloon. If you pop him hard enough, he'll go away, right? And that always stuck with me. I saw that when I was a kid. But you got to teach your, your kids about how to handle bullies. First with the communication. First trying to defuse, but be firm. Communicate firm. Be confident and role-playing. This comes from sales. You got to role-play that, right? And if the kid has self-confidence because he's put himself in tough situations and he's rode with people like my son Rose does jujitsu, uh, uh, you know, with a very strong team, tough kids. These are the kids in school. They're not, they don't stand a chance with them, right? Now, he goes to a Christian school, so it's not very likely that he's going to get a lot of bullies there compared to a public school, but I let him know. And I have conversations with him of what it was when I went to school and the differences. So when he gets put in situations like that, if he were to ever get put in a situation like that, this is not uh, completely foreign to him. So anyways, teach your kids how to deal with bullies. Save the best for last, right? This is coming from a Christian man's point of view. To have a relationship with the Creator. Have a relationship. We read the Bible to our, 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 our children, especially Maximus, every single night. We have Bible stories. He looks forward to it. To me, the most important thing is to raise my kids in the ways of the Father, in the ways that the Bible teaches. This is my belief. But for me, the number one most important thing, I save the best for last, is to raise my children in the ways of the Father, in the ways that the Bible teaches. And if you teach them early on, they're not going to stray away from it when they get older. And there's going to be at least four more episodes coming on this one. So stay tuned. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, hope you guys enjoyed it. Please comment it. If you guys like this information, do me a favor, share it, like it, comment it. With that being said, I'll see you guys at the top or from the top. Take care.